was difficult at first because the transition was abrupt. You know, I didn't know when I stopped playing that that was going to be my last time because I was expected to go back and play with the Aces, you know, according to my exit interview. Right. Um, and then when they called me and told me they didn't have a spot for me, I'm like, wait, what? What's going on, everybody? It's your girl, JQ, and you're tuned in to the first episode of season two of the Counting Me Out podcast. Well, that, I didn't know that's, you, that's your cue. I didn't know where you was going, gang. I thought you was going to hit it with the sports personality and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, sports personality, so sports saying, host. Thank you, Spoon. You so know it's been a while. It's so. your boy, Spoon, man. High school basketball coach, sports junkie, man. Just really trying to figure it out. So excited. Super excited. Super excited. Season two, we have a special guest, Ty Young, 12-year veteran from Wilmington, North Carolina, TV personality, Sneakerhead yeah, Ty Young. Oh, I was just showing. I'm a sneaker. You head. go ahead and show it off. Go ahead and hey, show it off. What's crazy is though, cause like you had a crazy run where you was like Jordan and everything, and then you jumped and went Reebok, and was Reebok crazy. What'd you do with all your Jordans? I sold most of them. How wow. many do you think you sold? Wait, before you answer that, how many do you think you gave away? Hundreds. Did you do like a giveaway or? On Instagram, I entered a couple times. You did? You I don't even her size. <laughs> I texted like, bro, I sent my credentials in, bro. I you did um, giveaways on Instagram, but then I also will bag shoes up and donate them to like the less fortunate as well. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Well, before we get into the interview, you know, we got to do our fire questions. Spoon doesn't like the fire, the fire questions because he asks the same question every every episode. You be asking on, red pill or blue pill like, like it's, it's about to be I the matrix. Look, it makes I'm with, I'm it makes the ahead. show look. interesting. Open your open your phone and go in your. I notes. don't have to open my phone right now. Oh, go, go I have phone. the two questions at the top of my head. Okay. Oh, you got two and he got three. He got two. two he got one. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna ask my two first. Hello. Oh, and I then only he got his, one. Because you always I ask one. What's my one question? Flats or drugs? Flats. No count. Hold on, Tommy, don't get to, we're going to oh, get to mine first. No, okay, so my first question is, it's a two-part question. How many tattoos do you have, and do you remember the first tattoo that you got? I don't know how many tattoos I have. Like, I got arm sleeve, leg sleeve, back tatted. I have a lot of tats. Um, the first one was the worst one, wasn't it? No, my first tattoo was... Me and my siblings' initials on my side. Oh, what did you guys get? A N T. A N T. Okay. AJ Nakia Tamara Ant. Me and my sisters, we got the anchor. I'm not gonna show it because it's a little high up on my thigh. Okay. We got an anchor, like a boat anchor, mm -hmm. because we hold each other down. I like that. And I cried and I sweated. Holding each other back. <laughs> my fault. <laughs> Is that true? Y'all got that. <laughs> That tattoo is tattooed on y'all. You got that too. Y'all got the same spot. No, the Ag and Shay got theirs on their side. I got mine's on my thigh. I oh, was, you went to that thigh pocket. Okay. I was the one. We see. Yeah, we see. We see okay. what sister you were. Yeah. Right, so sad. Okay, my second question is. You the baby is, sister? Do I look like the baby sister? No, you don't. Oh, that's thank actually, you. That's not what you were saying. We're it, oh, to see, okay, like, that's what it is. Yeah. No, I'm actually the oldest. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's then my, why you went that time because you were the oldest. And I was the first one. I was crying like a little. My my pain tolerance is very very low. It's okay. We don't got to get into it. Yeah. It's cool. 
My second question is, what is the ideal perfect date for you? Hey, date? Now. Mm -hmm. Hey, y'all, pay attention there, y'all. <laughs> hmm. I'm a foodie. So, is it like me preparing for the date? Like, me you, setting the date up? You, you have to set the date up. Okay, I'm going to do it like, I'm going to pick out an outfit, have the outfit laid out, send the black car, um... And we meet up at a nice restaurant, have dinner, have drinks, maybe catch a vibe after. Just Ideally, on what, how, what kind of food? Goes. What kind of food is that? Like, just how you feeling at the time, or you got a, a list that you go through? Seven, eight restaurants, you might just these my date spots. No, cause I'm not going to the same spot for the dates. You know oh, what I'm she saying? Switch like, it up. Okay. Yeah, you got to switch it up. Okay. But you know, maybe American, American okay. food, steak, okay. seafood. So how do you find which restaurants you want to go to? You, do you use Google, TikTok, Instagram? I ask friends. You ask friends? Mm -hmm. Okay. I use TikTok. Famous, yeah. man. When you famous, you know, you got famous friends, man. <laughs> famous friends. Know all, all the dope spots for sure. Don't Dang. listen to this phone. Hey, my friend, y'all. That's my friend, y'all. <laughs> my fault, my fault, my fault. All right, your turn, Spoon. What you got for Hey, look, man. Jake, you don't put me on blast, man. I feel like I was supposed to have something else on top. <laughs> but I don't, man. I'm from Atlanta. I say the same thing every time. Like drums or flats? Flats. All flats. All flats. But if I'm really hungry, I want a few drums. Need an extra meat. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send that to Cam and Mace deal, man. Oh, they're going to eat that up. That yeah. <laughs> Glad I put the pause in there. No, nah, for sure. No for sure. Meat. As long as you say you're not anti-drum, then I'm cool. But ranch or blue cheese, though, with ranch. your wing. Okay. I was going to say, if you went flats, blue cheese... Domestic terrorists, for sure. Never blue cheese. Okay. It doesn't sure. even make sense. No. I'm just making sure. I'm mm -mm. just making sure. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it smells. Or looks, tastes. It's just it's a bad yeah. look. It's terrible. Like, it's blue cheese chunky. is... We ain't going to go into Sorry it. Sorry for y'all. Yeah, we ain't going to go into it. We ain't going to go into it. <laughs> so, Laney High School, you got your jersey hung up beside the goat. Has he ever reached out to you, congratulated you, or anything like that? Absolutely not. Okay. Oh, absolutely <laughs> He never even sent me a free pair of kicks, so. How know? does that feel, though? Like, to tell people that your jersey is hung up in the high school beside Michael Jordan's jersey. Well, I don't really tell people that. Um, it's usually like I'm in a space where somebody else brings it up. Mm-hmm. Um, like this, huh? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's dope. You know, growing up, he was one of my favorite players. So, to have attended the same high school and have my jersey hanging with the GOAT is, you know, it's dope. Okay. Now, when it came to you playing AAU basketball, you didn't start playing until, what, your sophomore year? Sophomore year in high school. What yeah. What made you start playing, and why so late? I really didn't know about it. Um, they tried to start a team in my hometown, and it didn't really go well. So later, one of my cousins, who was one of the coaches and um, affiliated with the now Carolina Flames mm -hmm. out of Raleigh, North Carolina, they were Garner Flames when I played, um, reached out to my mom about me playing, and it happened to be when I was, you know, a sophomore in high school. Okay. So I was more like a late bloomer. The rest of my teammates have been playing together since they were 10. Mm-hmm. So. Was, was, just, was you nice right away? I was nice, yeah. As soon as, but you, it was, soon as you started, it was, pure you, talent. Was, you was nice. It was an issue with them trying to have me play my permanent position, you mm -hmm. know, um, because the team was short. 
Right. And I was a big guard already. And my coach wanted me to play like the three, four. And I was adamant, like, no, I'm a guard. I'm not a yeah, post. Yeah. And he compared me to Tracy McGrady. Mm. So then I was like, oh, that's all right, cool. Yeah, you know, like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. You know, I'll do it. And I was still able to get buckets with how our system was rolling. And I seen the versatility that I was able to have and showcase, which, you know, helped me with the longevity of my career. I was mean, it, I didn't know it at the age. Yeah, we were good. Did y'all yeah. win state, win region, what y'all accolades? We were win regions. We haven't won state, no. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Were you a team captain any yes. of the years? Mm-hmm. So a lot so of talk players about, talk team. about what it was like um, because, you know, we, we've had younger guests on the show and they go through things in high school where, you know, things don't go their way, mm-hmm. right, where they're not playing, mm-hmm. school is messed up, stuff going on at the house. Like, talk about what it was like in your specific case, dealing with all that stuff, but still performing at mm-hmm. the highest level at the same time. Um, you know, basketball was like an outlet. You, For me, I knew I wanted to play at the next level at a young age. Um, it was always a dream of mine. But I also had a village. I also had my high school coach who was on me. I had my parents. Um, and I had my body conditioning coach who was on me about, you know, I have to have my grades at a certain level. I have to do the right things, you know. So it wasn't just solely on myself. Of course, I had to want it. But at the end of the day, when you want to achieve your dreams, you know you have to be focused. You have to be mm-hmm. self-motivated. And you can't wait for someone else to push you and to be on you if you're saying you want something yourself. Um, and it was sacrifices that had to be made. There were times where I would love to hang out with my friends, but I couldn't because I had AAU practice Ooh, or I, I like had that. to travel, mm-hmm. you know. so. I like that. It was times where my mother would be like, if this is something that you want to do, this is what you have to be focused on. And that was what I wanted to do. And I had my mom and my people there to support me and to push me and not let me slack up. Mm-hmm. So how did you deal with peer pressure? Because, you know, when you're in high school, you're dealing with your friends saying, you know, ball going to always be there. Mm-hmm. Come with us. Come We're going to hit it. up the mall. Yeah, come mm-hmm. keep it Go sure. to a party. Like, how did you handle that peer pressure? Well, the peer pressure for me was a little bit different um, because when I started in high school, I was on JV for like one day and then I got moved up. So the rest of the girls that were still on JV, they started rumors like, oh, Ty said she could beat, well, they wasn't calling me Ty back then. Yeah. Tamara said she could beat the team with one arm behind her back and she's better than us. Hold on, Ty, know? because I honestly, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I honestly feel like you might have said that one day. <laughs> I can like see Like, you really might have one day that. at practice, you yeah. was cooking. Like, man, I can whoop y'all with one hand. I think you said that. But I'm not that type of trash talker. I talk trash after people talk trash to me. Oh, that's I don't what I'm saying. It. One day, yeah, one junior senior if I'm might have said something them, to you. They, no, they never said nothing to me. They oh, just okay. started all of this out of nowhere. You know, like. So it was weird to me because it's like, okay, maybe I can, but I didn't say that. Y'all said that. <laughs> maybe so, I can. I mean, so that's something. That's I didn't y'all say that, felt you that way, it. not me. You know? Did you feel like it was true though? No, nah, I never even really thought about it. Oh, okay. Mm. For okay. me, it was just okay. like, why am I on JV? So, no offense, though. No offense, <laughs> because wow. like, I was good at a young age. You know, yeah. like. Even as a ninth grade, I was still, there was development that had to happen, but I was still one of the best players. So mm-hmm. it was just like, why Why would y'all even put me on JV? Yeah, y'all know what's going on. You know what's going on. They might, they might have was testing you. Maybe they was testing you. Maybe. To see how good you really were. Maybe. I feel like kill, I've always been tested. You kill <laughs> high school basketball. 
Right. What made you pick James Madison out of everybody that wanted you? Um, the consistency from the coaching staff of like really wanting me. I wanted to go to a school where I felt really wanted and could make a difference. Um, and they were after me. They they showed the support from day one. You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't later like when other teams would start coming after you hear of me through someone else. Like JMU was on me from the jump. Right. And when I went on my visit there, it was lovely. Like I just felt comfortable with the team, with the coaching staff. And I just felt like it was the place for me to go. I believed in Coach Brooks, um, and I just wanted to make a difference. The only reason I ask is because, you know, people look at Ty Young now. They see the T1 brand, the T-Swaggy brand. They see all this stuff, and they think, James Madison, like, why did you choose James mm -hmm. Madison out of – you feel me? Yeah. That's why I ask because I know a lot of people have the same exact question because mm -hmm. they see what you've become – you feel me, out of everything that you've been through. And it's like, well, why, why in the hell did she choose But James people Madison? do ask that. And for me, I've never been a follower. Mm -hmm. um, I've always, like, took a different path. And I think that was something, too, as JMU. You know, growing up from North Carolina, it was like either you're going to Carolina or you're going to NC State. Um, and in high school, NC State was one of my favorite schools because we always went there for our team camp. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I was familiar with. But NC State wasn't recruiting me highly. Um, they all came later, you know, Carolina, NC State, they all came later. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, I'm going where I know I want it, mm -hmm. where I know I can make a difference, where That's I know big, I can play. I, I hope people heard that, too, that you felt comfortable in yeah. that situation. It wasn't somewhere that you were forced to go, mm -hmm. or it wasn't the biggest name school, it wasn't the prettiest girl in the lot, but it made sense for you, so... But how did you know that you felt comfortable at James Madison? I know you mentioned that they were consistent from day one. Mm -hmm. You you felt that they wanted you there. But mm -hmm. what was it? Was it something they said? Something they something that they did during your visit? Because I think when it's during the recruiting process, coaches are going to say all the same mm -hmm. things, right? And sometimes I think athletes get so blindsided and so foggy, where they're hearing the same things, but they don't know exactly where they want to be. So, mm -hmm. how, so what was it that made you choose James Madison? As far as like, what did, what did, what did they do or say to make you know, to make you feel like this is my, this is my home for the next four years? It wasn't necessarily what they said. It was just how I felt, you know, because you have the other schools like Old Dominion. She coming in with her twenty championship rings, mm -hmm. you know, and. It's like showcasing the showboat of what they have done already. You know, mm. James Madison didn't have to put on a front for me. It was it was what it was. Like, we love your game. We feel you can make a difference at our school. Like, we value you. We want you here, you mm -hmm. know? And it was, it was something that they didn't have to sell. It yeah. was just like, they never had no players from their school that made it to the WNBA. You know, so it wasn't something that they could just throw in my face and be like, oh, yeah, yeah if you come here, you're gonna make it to the league. Mm -hmm. It was just a feeling no of, sales of realness, pitch. Right. Exactly. I like that one, no sales pitch. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and so I just felt the connection with the coach. And when I went on my visit, the team and just their camaraderie and how they were together, uh, I just felt the genuineness. Mm. So that's what I, I committed on my visit at JMU. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you didn't have, you didn't need to go home and think about it for a couple of weeks. No, nah, I wrote it on the board. 
that I was oh, coming there. That, and I only visited one school prior, and it was East Carolina. Mm. And so I had my other visits set up, but I canceled them after I committed to Jamie. Mm. Shout out, shout out, Conference USA, man. I gotta keep, you know, gotta shout Conference USA out there every time it's brought up, man. You know, I'm with the Memphis. <coughs> but we anyway, know. though, man, like we you, know. um, like college basketball was an experience. I know, I know it was, especially the way that you were able to dominate you feel me going to james madison end up being the perfect fit for you mm-hmm. because you were able to showcase your game draft comes what is that night like for you when when you know you're leaving like school is done the next chapter's here like walk me through that night where it's draft night you heard this you heard that but mm-hmm. you really don't know what's about to happen yeah it was surreal you know like because my coach felt, you know, I would be drafted high. But mm. you never know because there were players there from UConn, Tennessee, who was re- waiting and didn't call into the third round, you mm. know. So when my name was called, it was just like, wow, like it's really happening. Like I'm really being drafted. And I just I just got excited. And I remember whispering into my mom's ear, like, mama, we made it, you know. Mm. It, was, it was truly exciting. My siblings was there, my coach, my agent at the time, my parents. So it was like my my close knit my family you know who I've been grinding with who I've been with pushing me was all there. So it was like a dream come true for all of us. Oh yeah, that's fire. Yeah, that's fire. That's a great. Well, <laughs> I've never experienced that, but yeah, I, I was, I was only... about to say, man, like I can't, like yeah. you know. Wait, but you played in the league. No, I did, I did, but I didn't get drafted though. Uh, like you know, your whole it's like it's a it's a process yeah. like everybody goes through their process and at the end of the process that's the that's the goal mm-hmm. like the I, of course everybody wants to play in the right. nba play yeah. in the wnba but you want to hear your name yeah, called. Right. Like you want to be able to i was such and such pick in the such and such draft yeah. like you know that's why i said i know that feeling was so surreal man yeah, having, your, was... having your people with you mm-hmm. like your circle was there like that 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 feeling had to been you know incredible for you do you remember what your mom said when you whispered to her and told her we made it? She just started crying. But when my name was called, she was like, oh, my God. Like, she was just as shocked as I was, you know, because it's one thing when you hear, like, oh, you're probably going to be this pick or this pick. But then when it actually happens, you're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. This is this is real. <sighs> well, I can't say that I would know what that feels like because I Did didn't you have cry? That. <laughs> mm-hmm. cry? Yeah. Oh, like boo-hoo cry or no. like just tears rolling down your eyes? Just tears, just, little, you know, happy tears. Do you remember your first WNBA game? Mm, no. No? I remember uh, it was a preseason game, though, and I didn't go to graduation because I wanted to, I didn't want to miss my game. Oh, that's... Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. damn, they got I'm like, they can mail the diploma. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Overnight overnight Last name Young, I'm going to be at the way yeah, back come anyway. On. Like, I'm cool. the end of the ceremony, man. As <laughs> long as I get my diploma, I'm good. Don't that's worry it. about it. So I know it. that's great. I, um, so how many teams did you play for in WNBA? I know it was three. You played for the Sky. The Sky, the Dream, Atlanta, and, and the Vegas. Aces. Mm-hmm. So are you excited for the Aces? Yeah. I am. Did you text any of your because I know you have I gave them a shout out on Instagram, but I know like their phones was probably blowing Going up. Yeah. So I didn't yeah, even text. I already need. know how that go. Yeah. Everybody excited for you. Mm-hmm. You know, people you don't even talk to. So So talk about talk about what the transition was like from being a basketball player to not being a basketball player. Like talk about that space mm-hmm. where 
your whole life you've been working towards something and you achieve it and then now it comes to an end like talk about that transition into everyday life post basketball um it was difficult at first because the transition was abrupt you know i didn't know when i stopped playing that that was going to be my last time because I was expected to go back and play with the Aces, you know, according to my exit interview. Right. Um, and then when they called me and told me they didn't have a spot for me, I'm like, wait, what? Like, to what me, happened? you don't have a spot. Right. You know, like, I've been waiting for y'all to send the contract. So I was depressed for a little bit, you know. Um, me and my mom did a fast together to get through it because, like I said, it was so abrupt. I didn't know what was next. I didn't really have, like, a plan B. But uh, fortunately for me, I was building my brand as I was still playing. So I did, you know, have something to fall back on, um, but it wasn't something that was planned. Um, And at times there were times where I couldn't even watch the WNBA because I was hurt. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I should still be out there um, until when I finally found peace with it. And like even now I play for fun Um, and I've become accustomed to, you know, just waking up every morning and like doing what I want, which is ultimately a blessing because for so long I had to live this disciplined um, lifestyle. Can't eat this. Can't yeah, go here. Can't mm-hmm. do this. Wake no up at this break. time oh, and yeah. practice. And yeah. for a, a while I still was doing it. I was still getting up, working out. I still had a certain regimen. Um, but now, you know, it's different. And I am at peace and I am in a space where now people are like, oh, you do, miss, do you miss the game? And I'm like, no. Mm. I don't mind going and watching the game and being a fan and supporting my friends still, who still play. We had a conversation in one of my group chats about players not missing the game as much as they miss the locker room. Mm-hmm. Like, we had a conversation talking about there were times when whatever's going on, and when you get in that locker room, don't nothing else matter mm-hmm. because you get to you laugh and you tell mm-hmm. your teammates, yeah. and now it turns into a joke right away. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, cousins, school messed up, whatever the situation is, you come in the locker room and it's it's all jokes. You it's feel all me? Fun. Like yeah. it's just it, it's it, like it, your brothers and sisters therapy session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what I. So you know, I, um, I know for me specifically, that's that's what I miss most mm-hmm. about playing basketball is like the locker room, the bus rides, the plane rides, mm-hmm. the team meals, like just that camaraderie yeah. was the thing that I missed most for a long time. Um, but like you said, once you get to a certain point, you know, it's just you come, you become at peace not being, you know, the basketball player. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I told you I wanted, to, I wanted to hear your perspective about what it was like moving from this is who I am, this is what I do mm-hmm. all the time to like I got sick of people asking me, man, you play basketball yeah. like i go to kroger now <laughs> they still asking every time mm-hmm. man you play basketball i'll be like nah man like does that make you feel a certain type of way not anymore mm. like you know I, i'm gonna get the question i'm almost seven foot tall like yeah. it got to the point of me where i i had to understand i'm probably the tallest person that people have ever seen like in person mm-hmm. like that they've ever seen with their own two eyes like i look at my daughter my daughter looks at me and it's like mm-hmm and I look back there, yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm big as hell. Like, I can't, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't fit, I, we don't fit anywhere. Like, yeah. bigger people tie you 6'2". Yeah. When you get on an airplane, the airplane's not comfortable. You're 6'2". Mm-hmm. I'm 6'9". Like, they don't even think about us when they mm-hmm. make airplanes and bus rides and train. Like, they don't think about us. We should class action lawsuit somebody. Oh, here he go. I think we could. Let's do yeah, it. Y'all don't think so? I think so. That's, I think you got the I'm connections, that actually, if we're being honest. 
You might better make that too. So you talked about the transition, right? I am curious to know going from WNBA superstar to now entrepreneur, right? When you came to peace with that you were no longer active, like playing in the league, mm -hmm. what was the top priorities for you when it came to you building a personal brand? Um, was it, you know, finding a team so they can help you with your branding, management, things like that? Um, did you already have in mind what type of business ventures you had, you know, planned? What did that look like? Because I think when it comes to the transition for athletes, they struggle with mm -hmm. figuring out what's next. Mm -hmm. um, so I am curious to know from you, what were like your top priorities when you came to that realization that you were no longer playing the league? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's still, you know, an issue for athletes. I think it's more like an identity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But for me, um, because while I was still playing, I did reality TV. Mm -hmm. I already had my clothing brand. So and that's big. I think a lot of yeah. WNBA players should be doing that while they're playing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because you're networking and you're showcasing it while you're still playing, while you're still, you know, relevant in that realm. Um, so for me, with doing reality TV and which they didn't like, you know, it was about me and my brand. But because when I was doing it, it was also, you know, the relationship that I was in. Mm -hmm. But building my brand while I was playing helped me. Because, like I said, I didn't have a plan B, you know, but Ooh. it was something that I was like forced to do mm -hmm. because I, I didn't have anything else. So it made me solely focus on my clothing brand. What can I put out? How can I make money? What can I create? And that was something that I was became focused on. Um, and with the support from my mom, mm -hmm. because I still felt like I should still be playing. Hey, and I knew that man, I could. You gonna shout mom out every yeah. time. I tell you that. <laughs> shout, shout out mama for the show. Man. I tell you that. Cause Her last name Brown though. But shout out mama Brown. <laughs> yeah. My fault. Mama Brown. She the mama good. Brown. Mama. She the goat. But you know, just just having that support uh, because. I mean, even now, you know, I have things that I'm working on, mm -hmm. but I still don't have a set day-to-day -day schedule. Mm -hmm. Like, I still don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I've been fortunate. I've been blessed for opportunities that has come with branding and with partnerships because I was building my brand as I was still playing. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I do follow you on Instagram. Oh, she about to be wrong, yo. When, <laughs> when you start off, like, right that, when you start off no, like that, you wrong. I just feel like when I first started following you, which was a couple of years ago, you do you wasn't doing a lot of interviews mm -hmm. um you were playing more low-key like mm -hmm. behind the scenes tell them why you did this one oh, hold on can i ask can i finish i'm sorry i question? thought you were doing my fault i just tell felt like you, you were playing behind the scenes trying to you know plan and figure things out but now i'm seeing where you're doing appearances and doing brand collaborations and doing interviews what has transpired, uh, or am I wrong? Uh, what has transpired for you to start like pushing and doing more things and being in the public eye? Well, I believe now, like social media has changed. Everyone is doing podcasts now. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to interview you now. So it wasn't like me. Mm -hmm. It was more so people and their brands and what they had and want to interview me. Um, I've never been like. Uh, an extrovert or a person that just love interviews you know um even now like spoon is my friend so yeah. he was like yeah i yeah, need you to come on my podcast yeah. so i'm like yeah. okay cool yeah um but it's more so like this is a difference for me because before i was an athlete i was playing and now i'm an entrepreneur so it's like it's a different slate you know i 
have to build my brand more mm -hmm. because it's, it's just me. Mm -hmm. So that is probably the difference that you see okay. where I'm not so much in the back and I have to, you know, be out and network and speak more so because i ain't gonna lie when spoon had told told me that he can get you on the show i'm like ah, spoon i don't think she's doing a lot of interviews right now yeah. what and when he fought when he sent me a message and said yo ty says a go i'm like you I'm gotta like, be what? kidding me oh we we get emails all the time yeah. like about interviews podcasts like all the time so we, we ain't going to no managers or none of that bro <laughs> I text Ty like, Ty, what you doing Thursday, bro? I need, need you to pull up on me, gang. Get it. You feel me? JQ be on here, but she be acting like I be lying. She think I be lying. I don't think But then, be look, lying. she always, she also thinks that, like, I'm, like, really famous. You like, are famous. I'm, like, like Thank you famous. You. No, like, you famous, though. Like, you. Yeah, you famous, you're famous. famous, famous. power. But you're know. also famous, too. No, I'm not. I don't know why you think I don't. I I'm, like, a locally famous guy. Like, on, on my side of town, like, I'm a popular guy, for sure. <laughs> But like when you were like, you know, you like worldwide, everybody know time. Me and your followers, stop playing. So I, I do got to ask you a question because I was watching one of your interviews and you were talking about your sneaker collection, right? I hate when she do this. Wait, I'm like, why are you laughing? Because the question I'm about to ask. So your favorite Jordans is the 11s, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just say... The Concord. The Concord. So let's just say... You're at a lounge or at a club, right? And somebody steps on your shoe. Mm -hmm. What is your initial oh, reaction? <laughs> it, it doesn't even have to be the Concord 11s. Like, I don't like people stepping on my shoe. So my initial reaction, I'm going to probably, like, make a face, and then I'm going to find something to wipe my shoe. She doesn't like people. Make a face? You're not going to say anything to her? Ty doesn't like people. She don't like people. Um, Wait, Ty doesn't what? She don't like people. Oh. I don't know if I would say something. I might give them a look, like if, especially if they don't say nothing, like "oh, excuse me" or yeah. something. But I've been places where people don't spill drinks on my shoes, mm. and I would have to go home and take the laces out and clean them. But it's like if you go certain places, it's like it's bound to happen. You yeah. know, like if you're hanging out at a lounge or something, it's bound it's that somebody's going to step on your shoe or you, somebody's going to spill something because they've been drinking or inebriated. You know? Right. So can we see the face that you would make? I'm just like a in the moment. I, I can't even yeah, think yeah, 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 like, yeah, come on. That's a, that's a reactive yeah, moment yeah. right there. You got to. I damn understand. But I'm working on my see. facial expressions. But okay. They, they're there. They tell a lot. Their face expressions tell a lot. For sure. You ain't got to say nothing. You. <laughs> no, for real. Not, not, not like that. Just depends. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite item from your clothes line? Um... I'm like a your, fa your, your favorite, the the when you released it, you was like, "This it, this like this my one, yeah, this my one." Oh, this right here, my new fit. What you mean? Now you can't just say that about yeah. everything you make, Ty. That was you had one favorite. It was this like my new favorite. Got your the, new favorite. Got the wallet. Oh, see, I love the wallet. Got the box cut tee. Okay. Perspective. What size is that? This is a large, and these are medium pants. Okay. But we got, got your no size two X. Huh? Okay, two X. See what I'm saying, bro? She come on the show first thing she say is, "Spoon, you look like you, you lost said so you much seven weight, feet, bro. You lost so much but weight, Spoon." Now she's talking about three X. Come on, bro. Insane, so they're long enough for sure. I'm 38. These pants 38 right now. Y'all see my sock? I'm gonna get you an extra large. Then you need a large. Uh, no, nah, they long enough. Extra large. Okay, sure. extra large. Y'all heard that now? Now if I don't have no 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 suit, I invoice. need a whole suit, <laughs> box cut tees and everything. I need everything. Earrings. No, the earrings don't come with it. Oh, I know you was 11, fault. but no, these don't come with it. Oh, dang. You know why you wore number 11? 
Teresa Weatherspoon. Not the you. fake spoon. She a weather anyway. That ain't the right spoon. She the real spoon. Weather. She's a weather spoon. You baby spoon. Not true. Actually, Miss Teresa. How many brothers you got? <laughs> we don't have to discuss that. Okay. Case I'm closed. the youngest spoon of my siblings. Okay. Baby spoon. Whatever, nigga. <clears throat> Talk about the inspiration of perspective. What was that all about? See things differently. You know, people will look at you or view things and feel like they know, but it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. Everyone's vision is different. So it's all about how you see it. Damn, we gonna mm. cut that little piece up, huh, JQ? That's oh, gonna we gonna cut it. We gonna Instagram use that? I need that. <laughs> I need that piece. Oh, perspective. Y'all need a little extra large, man. With the, you feel me? I'm trying to see what it's gonna look like. <laughs> really? That's the only color you have? top? Yeah, for sure. What do you think? Extra I need a large two top and bottom? You think I need a 2X? No. You said you say a 2X before. Don't go back, because if I need a 2X, let me get a 2X. You slim. Okay. Wait, what about me? You see, see. Oh, you didn't say you wanted anything. I mean, I was waiting until y'all were done. You want medium? <laughs> no, I'm going to need, no, probably like an extra large. No damn extra, extra large, JQ. Yeah, yeah, you five one. Small. What are you talking about? I'm you wearing medium. You're not getting extra large, JQ. That's out. You're not getting extra large. <laughs> not getting extra large. You're not getting extra large. What are you talking about? How y'all gonna tell me what size? Look, that's an extra large right there. You see the strap <laughs> just fell out the side. Was that just perfect timing, bro? Perfect. That's an extra large right there. What you got on? Strap just slid right off the side. We give her a small. Yeah, no, definitely get, not a small. You get a medium no. for sure. I want y'all to know. I just had dental work, and I'm in here doing this podcast with y'all. So I just want to let y'all know. That's you know, how much shout out to the dedication, man. Coming back. You know, yeah. friendship is important to Tammy, yeah. man, and that's why she came it because we loyalty. I love you, Ty. Oh, I love you too, Spoon. See what I'm saying? That is baby so Spoon. Oh, right, baby now, Spoon. Okay, see what I'm saying? All right, my fault. So what's next for you, Ty? I'm working on a few projects. Okay. That's it? What? Girl, you better get, <laughs> give us something. A little bit of a direction or something. Give us a little bit of a little insight. A little something. Give us something. I'm working on a book. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. okay. A tell-all book? Or a tell-all. Oh, okay. Not a tell-all type of you person. You coming like Jada Pinkett in the book? No. You just no. telling everything. I can't mm -hmm. see Ty doing that. No. Hey, man. You know that ain't my steez. Yeah, man. Yeah. I told them folks, take me out the group chat, bro. Take I'm so sick of hearing about man. it. Take me out the group chat. Take me out the group chat. Hey, so how do you feel about uh, Shaq and Allen Iverson being uh, president and what is Allen Iverson like co-president or something? Mm -hmm. A rebound. You gonna bring it up and then don't even know. What anyway, how do you feel about that? I think it's dope. I mean, Shaq was already like one of the owners. Yeah. So, um, and when you think of rebound, you think of Allen Iverson. So, mm -hmm. I think it only makes sense. And they just signed Angel Reese. Ooh, go with that, yes. Ty. If you was back at James Madison right now, give mm -hmm. me a roundabout number. You think you'd have made with nil money? Oh, I would have been in the millions for sure. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Hands no down. No question. Yeah. Like, no question. Oh, man. I wonder NIL if I could go back. crazy. Everybody, I said, man, you're guys, man. I, I imagine folks probably got a year left to a year that to a COVID year. crazy to me. We at least had a COVID year. Exactly. I'm about to text NCAA. <laughs> at least just give us a check. Get my grad year or something. They getting money. I, I love it, though. Yeah, I'm with it. But it. It's something that makes me wonder because, you know, even with the, the statement she made, like, why would I go to the W with all the money mm -hmm. she's making now? No cap. You know, but it's like, but what would be next for you? 
Mm, the those, WBA, like, it's there. It's not going exactly. anywhere. If I'm Andrew Reese, I'm staying in college four years and yeah. I'm going to max out. And guess what? All them folks that's hating in the WNBA saying she gonna be a regular player and she ain't gonna woo woo woo. When she get that, guess what? She's still gonna be the number one pick, and she's still yep. gonna have two years to figure it out, and she's gonna be up already. Mm-hmm. She making more money than the the highest paid WNBA players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's I mean a lot of the kids now are making a lot of money from NILs. Then you know you think like, that was a good idea? The NIL, the whole NIL thing. You think it was a good idea? College athletes getting paid. Um. I can't say of like if it's a good idea or not, but it's it's something where it's like for us when we were playing, it was like we were hungry. We were mm-hmm. hungry to yeah. get to the next level. No, that was we like figuratively that, you know? and literally. Like mm-hmm. no, for real. You know? was hungry. Game and nights. So hungry. sometimes I feel kids don't work as hard mm-hmm. as we had to work. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're getting so much now. Just things you know? are being handed to them. Um but I'm happy for them, you know. I wish I could have made some money in college. I'm hating. My Before parents not. I'm hating, yeah. First time somebody asked me about NIL, I said, I'm hating. 10,000%. <laughs> I hate it. I can't stand it. Because it wasn't around when I was around. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of these kids don't even, the the in their respective sports, the next step isn't even being pro no more. Right. Because they making their money already. Yeah. Like, yeah. I looked at the, the it's like they got a, the top break there. They Everybody knows what everybody's making. Mm-hmm. Bronny's got like six million dollars and the, the kid at Colorado Shador is getting like five million dollars and it's like they getting paid. Golly. They gotta get Reggie Bush's Heisman back. He ain't do nothing to get a little money. <laughs> Did y'all hear about the uh quarterback from USC, Caleb Williams? Moron. Mm-hmm. What happened? He said He's, he wants part whatever ownership team he goes the team. to part ownership. Whoever drafts him, they gotta give him part ownership. Hey listen, kid, you're not that guy. <laughs> Part ownership? That literally Part, what ownership. Said. Part ownership. Who told him to ask for that? Hey, man, the NIL money, man. He feeling like you can't tell him nothing. Yeah. It's, and that's the only thing. It's just like, like you said, some of these kids, you can't tell them nothing Mm-mm. now. I think he'll get it, though. I think he will. Part ownership? Unless he goes to somewhere that ain't never won a game. Yeah. It's not going to matter. Yeah. Like, well, who are you? What are you talking about? I agree. Like, you're not even that. Like, yeah. it's, it's not, they're not saying, like, you're I'm the like, next. Okay, we're just going to draft somebody else. Come yeah. on, bro. Like, they say that about every quarterback, especially the ones that look like us. We mm-hmm. don't have the same leash that everybody else got. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you go in the league thinking it's sweet, and two years, your ass going to be somewhere. You feel me? Exactly. Because you thought it was sweet. Talking about part ownership. Boy, you better throw the ball. <laughs> well, good Let's luck to you, Caleb. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> We ain't gonna hold you though, Ty. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, we'll appreciate you. I'm so glad you came to kick it with us, though. I ain't gonna lie. You know I was coming to kick it. Oh. You feel me? (laughs) Like, you know, we um we appreciate you stopping by, you know, on the Count of Me Out podcast. We try to we try to make it as close to a family environment as possible. Like we don't like to make it seem like these are interviews. You know, we, we got is is there's adult beverages here. Mm-hmm. Like we like to have a good time to vibe out, but we definitely appreciate you stopping by. 10, I appreciate 000. y'all having me, showing love to the kids. Of course, anytime. T swaggy. T swaggy. It's your boy Spoon, man. We checking out, man. This is season one, season two, season two, season See? two, episode one. Don't do that. Don't do that because you was just about to start stuttering all that too. <laughs> it's your girl JQ, and we out. It's your girl T Swagger, we out. Hey Ty, look, tell them your Instagram and stuff because we're gonna put it like down here at the bottom of the like, video. Like more like right here. Yeah, oh, like, the, yeah, yeah, like over there by your shoe. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Ty Young Eleven. 
follow my clothing page, TY1Gear. That's it. That's, That's it. all. We out. Peace out.